we have yet another update in the Dame Lillard trade saga. This time now sees the Raptors reportedly moving into the pole position to land Dame Lillard. But more importantly with the Chicago Bulls, we're going to talk about why this season, one of the most important things about the season is the development of the young players. We're going to talk about all that, plus dive into the mailbag a little bit right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And first, we're actually going to lead first with the Bulls topic, right? We've talked a lot about what this team could be this season, right? And even though I see, I think that most, even you know, the most optimistic Bulls fans do see that there is a cap on what this team can be, right? If everything does work together, you know, this core three really plays better together. together. Billy Donovan adds some wrinkles into that offense, better utilizes players like like Nikola Vucevic and does more catch and shoots for Zach Levine. But you know, it hasn't really upped the ceiling hugely for the Chicago Bulls. And one of the things that, you know, we've talked about pretty consistently is that the thing that will up the ceiling the most for this team, uh, e- even in the future of much of the season, is if one of the young players or several of the young players take a step or a leap, right? And that's what you want to see for this team. And I think that that is kind of one of my biggest gripes with Billy Donovan as a head coach, right? Is that I think that, you know, and it's because of the, the construction of the roster. This roster is, you know, built to try to to try to win games now, not necessarily compete for a title now, but to win games now. But to, to really get to that point, we have to see development from a few of the young players. Hopefully, all of them take some steps in progressing towards the player that they're ultimately going to be. And one of the first players in that is the one that we've been talking about for years now, and that is Patrick Williams. Now, I've said this. When it comes to Patrick Williams, I don't think with the, with the makeup of this current team, he's going to get the shots to grow and blossom offensively. But we've talked about the things that Patrick Williams needs to do to up his own game and to be a better gap filler is what we've labeled it for Patrick Williams this upcoming season. And I think we're going to see that growth, right? And through that growth of him defensively, right, and and doing things like attacking the boards a little bit more, right, or a lot of bit more in some cases, right, blocking shots. But I would say that that growth from Patrick Williams defensively is the specific thing because if he can become such a, a versatile defensive weapon for the Chicago Bulls, which is what he has always kind of showed the signs to be. But if he can be that more consistently, it drastically changes the ceiling for the Chicago Bulls. And then another player that put a lot together last season is Kobe White. I think when you see the growth from Kobe White, right, and what he's done with the ball handling, with, you know, playing off ball, with defending, both, you know, being a weak side defender, off ball defender, on ball defender, just being upping that awareness that we've seen from Kobe White in that area on top of his ball handling, his passing, his overall basketball IQ for Kobe White has really been on the rise the last season or so. We want to see that as well. And so when you look at Kobe as well, bringing that scoring punch that this Chicago Bulls team will need off the bench, right? And that is one of the reasons why I do see Kobe White coming off the bench for the Chicago Bulls is because he's he's the one player on this team that really you can see being a scoring punch off the bench. Alice Caruso, a defense player, even with Javon Carter, if Kobe White does start, he's more of a shooter than a scorer, right? I would assume we know he's a slasher, but not necessarily a score scorer. Either his biggest attributes is also on the defensive side of the ball. So Kobe White has has 
such a clear-cut role for him if he does not win that starting point guard position that's still going to be extremely needed, When you, especially when you look at the fact he can play next to Javon Carter, he can play next to, uh, to uh, Zach Levine, right? He adds so much versatility to what you can bring off the bench in, in the way that he can play. So does Alex Caruso. But again, we're talking specifically about being that offensive threat that the Bulls just do not have in, by anybody else being on that bench, right? And so Kobe, I think him really taking another step is hugely important for this team as well. And then Dalen Terry, right? Dalen and Io kind of all, Julian Phillips, all the other young players are kind of in the same area, right? These are going to be players that, you know, I think are going to have hard times to consistently get the same minutes night in and night out. They're going to be parts of the rotation, I would hope, um, especially like Julian Phillips coming in, playing more of that Derrick Jones Jr. role. And the reason why, you know, I'm starting to come around on the thought of Julian Phillips playing a little bit more his rookie years because when you look at the way that, that Derrick Jones Jr. was used, right? Yes, part of it is because Derrick Jones Jr. is a veteran, right, in this league. But I think also the inconsistent minutes that Derrick Jones Jr. had, the fact that one night he'll play 20 minutes, one day it'll be five minutes, another day it'll be eight, then it'll be 12, right? And I think that you could see Billy Donovan kind of relying on a rookie to do that because if, if he's not playing well and that defense isn't what, or he's not rebounding the ball well either, it's not going to be anything to yank him. So I think that, you know, Dale and Terry, Julian Phillips, they're going to really have to hang their hat on one particular skill, right? Whatever that is, whether it's Julian Phillips bringing energy, defense, defense or rebounding, whether it's Dalen Terry bringing, bringing transition passing, defense, uh, getting out in transition, right? Uh, forcing turnovers, which Dalen Terry can do with his length, right? And Io DeSumo much the same, right? How Io DeSumo can be a push-the-pace guard, and I think coming off the bench, he can play a little bit more of what's his natural game. But make no mistake about it, those five players that I mentioned, and then you can also throw in Adama Snago down there in the Windy City Bulls, right? Ornelot Bidham down there with the Windy City Bulls, right? Julian, Lew uh, uh, Justin Lewis as well down there with the Windy City Bulls, right? The young guard of the Chicago Bulls, and by guard, I mean kind of the next men up, not their, not their, their own guards, but like for the Bulls to really up their ceiling in the future because it doesn't seem like a superstar is coming to the Chicago Bulls. I don't see them really signing a big name free agent, right? Hopefully they can, right? But it really comes down to these young players taking the next step. And that is one of the biggest stories looking at with the Chicago Bulls. Yes, we can win a lot of games with our core three, with our veterans, with adding Javon Carter, adding Torrey Craig. This Bulls team should. They should win 42 to 45 games this season, right? But for the future, the bright spots of the future for this Bulls team and for us to have a better outlook on this Bulls team going forward, it's going to take more than them. One of the biggest and most important things this season is development. And that's why you saw the Bulls hire a head of player development. And then they added another development coach this offseason. I forget his name. I'm sorry for not giving him his shine for, by using his name. But we added another one this summer, right? Then you looked at a couple of years ago. We added one of the best shooting coaches as well from overseas that came down to the Windy City Bulls, right? So I, I see AK making the maneuvers to help with player development, right? The biggest thing is, is that you have it also has to come with some in-game reps. Players can only develop so much in practice, and I know a lot of it's done there, and they can only develop to a certain point in the G League as well. That level of competition caps off at, some, at a certain point, right? You want to see them refine some things. That's why I think, like, our Arnold Bidham is down there to really refine his game, to make it, you know, to adjust to the American style of basketball some. But overall, this team, if for us to really take a step, we're going to need one of the young players that are that, that's younger than 25 to make a step in the show or to start showing that they can be 
part of the Bulls' plan going forward. They're already part of the plan to a certain degree, but I mean a big part of the plan. And so, you know, we, we, we've drafted a lot of young, talented, but very raw players the last handful of years, and we need to start seeing that rawness be refined into some NBA skills. And so hopefully that starts happening, right? And, you know, I, like I think the world of P. Will, you guys know, I've, uh, Kobe White, I was one of the first people about three years ago now, almost at this point, with three offseasons ago, that I said one of my first big videos to pop off was that the Bulls would be crazy to trade Kobe White. And that was at a time where most Bulls fans looked at Kobe White as the clear odd man out going into that trade deadline. And so, you know, I really want to see, and all these young players, they do have potential. But to, to my own point, something that I say constantly on the show, potential is not always realized. And so we got to start seeing the realization of the, of the potential of these young players if we're going to really take that next step up that we all want to see from the Chicago Bulls team. But, hey, let me know what you guys think on all that down below. But we're going to update another one coming from Mark uh, Spears, who, like I say, and, and, and listen, I know that it seems like I come at people. I just give my honest opinion. But like I said, Mark Spears is somebody who he will he – will, a headline will come out of nowhere so he can get more airtime. And that's exactly what happened when he came out with the mysterious team in the East. Now he's on ESPN more. But Mark J. Spears came out and said that the Raptors are now viewed as the team that are ahead of the pack as far as in the Dame Lillard sweepstakes. Now, I don't know how much I believe that, but we're going to go to it. He says this, honest, the honest, hottest name I'm hearing right now of interest is the Toronto Raptors actually talked uh, to two really high-ranking team executives today, and they said Toronto is the front runner, and they wouldn't be surprised if he ended up in the six. So this is the thing, right? And this is what I want to talk about with this. This Dame Lillard thing, I'm just ready for it to be over personally. But, you know, to, to hear like now the Toronto Raptors are potentially moving into the head position for that when we all know that Dame Lillard not he will report to training camp. I know there's that thing of, oh, he won't report to training camp if he's any team but the Miami Heat. Believe me, Dame Lillard ain't about to leave $40 million on the table by not reporting to training camp. He's just not going to. But Mark J. Spears also says this. Right now, there's no trade imminent. There's nothing hot. But I do uh, know Toronto is an invested or interested suitor. Uh, they've had several conversations with the Blazers. Now, when you look at the Toronto Raptors, right, and what they have, the Toronto Raptors, uh, unlike, you know, the Miami Heat and the Chicago Bulls, they own their own first-round picks outright, all of them. So they can they can add in more first-round. Keep in mind, the Miami Heat were offering pick swaps. The Toronto Raptors, much like I said with the New York Knicks, can offer picks outright and throw in pick swaps on top of that for the years that they can't give up their own pick because of the Steffian rule, right? And then they have a lot of young talent as well that may be in line with Portland's you know, uh, development, right? As far as their timeline now with them going younger, right? They also have uh, picks like uh, they have Ananobi, right? But they also have Christian Coloco. They have Precious Achua, right? They have Grady Dick, who they just uh, drafted with the number 13th overall pick on top of that to throw into that trade mix if they really want Dame Lillard. Now, I will say this, Dame goes to Toronto. I don't necessarily see that team really, depending on what they give up, really, you know, yeah, they make the playoffs, right? Dame, I think when you pair him with any of the players that they have still down there, I think they're going to make the playoffs. But I think the writing is on the wall at that point. And, you know, maybe as we're hearing more that Portland is more open to making the right move for them and then letting the team that Dame goes to be the team that eventually sends them to the Miami Heat. I don't know. But when it comes down to it, this Dame, all this craziness around Dame Lillard, I'm tired of. I know a lot of people are tired of as well. Uh, the Toronto Raptors, I guess, make some sense when you look at the assets of it, but I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't really know when it comes down to it. I'm not really worried about it, but it does seem like 
The Portland Trailblazers want to move Dame out east. Maybe that's because they don't want to see him as much being in the Western Conference, but hey, we'll see if he does. And, you know, I think that a Dame Lillard trade to the Toronto Raptors doesn't necessarily change the trajectory of the Toronto Raptors a lot. Maybe I'm off on that one. You guys can let me know down below, but hey, that's the latest on the Dame Lillard sweepstakes. But okay, we got two voicemails we're going to get into today. You guys have been going off in the voicemails. This first one, this one's from the 269. Hey there, Hayes. It's the same dude from the same 269 number. Um, uh, I got another uh, thing I want to, you know, have you get your take on it. Do you really think that we can maybe put a guy in, like uh, put, it, put a Lonzo in? And, um, yeah, put a guy like Lonzo in for a Tyler Hero trade. And, like, I don't really think, in my opinion, I don't really think that would be that, – that the Heat would be down to do that because considering Lonzo's been out for the last three to four years, um, he may not be the same, per, the same type of player that he was before. And I feel like as, as a GM, I would not take a trade with Lonzo in it because because of that reason. And I mean, as much as I really love Lonzo when he played, I just genuinely don't I genuinely think that he he's not going to be the player he was before. And uh and I don't think he will be playing to the same level as he was before. Um so I just want to see what you what your take on is on it and uh yeah, bye. that's only if I get on the podcast. I don't even know if I will, but <laughs> Uh, I appreciate it, and keep up the good work, Doug. Can we use Lonzo in the Tyler Hero trade? Well, keep in mind, I, and what I talked about is that potentially uh, Lonzo's contract being used as a filler. And I think with a, t- a team like the Toronto Raptors that are really just trying to match salary, and if if the Bulls were the third team in the Dame Lillard trade that ended up sending Tyler Hero to the Chicago Bulls, and the Chicago Bulls sent out Lonzo Ball's contract, Portland would look at that and say, we know he's not playing this year. Uh, we got It's one more year left on that contract after that. We're probably not competing for playoffs by then, right? Um, and I think a team like that, that timeline is so far out that they'd be willing to absorb it just because they're trying to get rid of salary. In that case, they're trying to avoid taking on salary in Tyler Hero. Now, do I think it's likely? No. I, I think moving Lonzo's deal right now, it would have to be such the perfect scenario in which a team is trying to go so young that they, are, they aren't worried about sniffing the playoffs for the next two or three years, right? That they are really... More, more concerned on upping the own value of their own picks, which which the Portland Trailblazers would be at that time. But make no mistake about it, it would be extremely hard to move Lonzo Ball's contract. But if a team is willing to take it, I think the AK has to explore that opportunity. So that's kind of my thought process on that. Let me know what you guys think down below. Let's get into this next one. This one's from JD. Uh, <clears throat> how you doing, Hey, My name is JD, and um, here's just a little hot take. And uh, I was thinking about when you said, what if you traded DeMar DeRozan? To what was it? I think the Heat, and in return you can get you said maybe Tyler Hero, um, Caleb Martin, Duncan Robinson, and maybe even Kyle Lowry. Now just just think about this this um, this, this this starting team right here. You got point guard Kobe White, shooting guard Zach Levine, small forward Patrick Williams, power forward Tory Craig, and center Nikola Vucevic with a backup team of Javon Carter. Alex Caruso, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robson, and Andre Drummond. With you can also rotate these characters in whenever you like. Cal Lowry, Caleb Martin, Omar Benham, Julian Phillips, and another center, Adama Sinatra. Just tell me how you feel. All right, now JD, I never, never posed that trade. And when and when I was talking about uh, DeRozan possibly going 
to the Miami Heat. I think Pat, the designer, um, uh, kind of presented that as part of a larger trade package that we were talking about. Um, but listen, the, 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 everything you mentioned is everything that the Miami Heat are trying to give up for Dame. We're not getting that back for DeMar. Um, more so if that, 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 that they wanted to send out all of their bad contracts, some of that going to Portland, some of that coming to Chicago, to then you know re-up with adding DeMar and, and Dame Lillard to the Portland, I mean, to the Miami Heat. Now, that's a highly unlikely. We talked about it even on Locked on Bulls. That was a complete meathead trade. But I don't see the Chicago Bulls moving DeMar DeRozan this season. I think they should explore it, but I don't see them realistically moving DeMar DeRozan this, uh, this season. But, hey, where do things have happened? You never quite know. And, listen, if AK is really trying to find the best maneuvers for the future of the Bulls, not just the now but the future, I mean, he should listen to some offers, but, you know, we'll see what that ends up being when it comes to DeMar DeRozan. But I think the the the, the easy money bet is DeMar DeRozan is going to get extension with the Chicago Bulls. But we'll end up seeing what happens with that. But as far as the lineup that you presented, like, uh, I'm, I'm still I, I don't I don't really see that being like this this big time thing that really does much for the Bulls or in the Eastern Conference. But, you know, I, I, a lot of trades right now that are kind of pushed forward by, you know, the media and other ones that are, that I hear for for the Bulls are kind of just just to do something different. And I think it really highlights that how some Bulls fans, I'm not saying you, some Bulls fans really just want, like, I really do think that there are a number of Bulls fans that if you put a mask, a, a fake mustache, and shave Zach Levine's head and moved him to a different team and just called him um, uh, Lacrie Zavin, right, and, and the Bulls traded for him, the Bulls players would be like, yeah, we made that trade just because they just want to see something different, right? And I, I don't think that that's going to be something that we actually see happening. But, hey, it is what it is, man. But that's my time for today, guys. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our mailbag episodes, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.